Welcome to the Short Funk Podcast. I'm Tom Barbelay. Today, I'm going to talk about the last recording of Stone Ape, Stone Ape 162. But I'm going to talk about it specifically in light of rewatching The Sopranos. Historically, from about 2008 through to about 2013, I watched The Sopranos pretty well in rotation for the entire period. It was a program that I returned to frequently and really enjoyed watching in its full season, 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 but also enjoyed particular seasons. And what I originally did was watch the DVDs through a co-worker, and then, because we had Netflix at the time, funnily enough, I would order the DVDs through Netflix and have them arrive and then watch them and send them back. And it was through this watching that I gained a number of insights associated with human psychology, which I think are relatively unique and have to be gained through watching The Sopranos. I typically think that, like, human narrative, what traditionally would be in fiction books of great note, all this kind of stuff is relatively dubious, but the stuff that I like with The Sopranos is the fact that the characters say and do completely the opposite thing. And listener Rich Murphy once asked me what the narrative projection associated with Stone Ape was, and I've had this insight periodically, but I'm going to return to it, particularly associated with the last recording. Stone Ape is about saying something and doing something completely different. And the thing that struck me about Heron in the final Stone Ape recording was that he said a series of things, many of which actually related back to previous Stone Apes, even though he denies remembering previous Stone Apes, and it was interesting as a kind of point of closure if you listen to it with the view that it's like an episode of The Sopranos. Now, on a personal note, I was quite saddened by the conclusion of Stone Ape. I wasn't aware of it and would have liked to have had some discussion with Heron before we did the recording. But the way that it came together and the way that it played itself out left me feeling resolved that this thing was done. Like it was something that had gone through and concluded. And a listener pointed out somewhere through, after listening to it, that they thought that I was more dismissive than Heron. What I saw the final Stone Ape as being was simply a contract renegotiation. Heron wanted to do less formal recordings, but very much defined by topics that he wanted to agree upon. And also he wanted to maintain the circumstances where basically he did no promotion. And, you know, I did all the production and promotion effort associated with Stone Ape. And my perspective is I'm completely exhausted currently. I may record a short funk about this. I may not. And I'm in a circumstance where I'm just trying to get through the next few days, the next few weeks, not really looking for any long-term thing. But I'm very well aware, and this is a theme in The Sopranos as well, that sometimes things just present themselves. And in this case, I don't feel like renegotiating Stone Ape. And as I've noted in previous short funks, I have a number of reservations associated with the format as it existed. So really, it was actually quite a thankful thing that Heron gave the opportunity for us to end this podcast. And it was something where I don't necessarily want to narrate any more than that. I think everything you need to know about Stone Ape can be heard in what is said and what is not said in the final recording. And I think it actually serves as a really good end point to these series of recordings, reflecting very heavily that 
It's what is said and not said in the final recording that is actually really very curious. And really, you're only looking, if you approach this potentially at the last 20 odd minutes, I would take the first 20 minutes to be far more important in the Stone Ape recording. I'll give you an indication of that. The first 20 minutes is me talking about the feedback that I received from listeners associated with my political analysis, in particular, why Trump won the election. And I'm talking about how listeners actually contacted me and said, thank you for putting this out there. And it made you know sense to us. And in response to that, Heron said that I should improve the way I communicate because he finds it hard to understand me. Like this was his response to a topic associated with talking about listener feedback. And the juxtaposition of this, the identification of like two completely different narratives is a large part of the history of Stone Ape. And if you go back and listen to Stone Ape with this kind of analysis in mind, this analytical tool, you will hear a completely different podcast. And it's something that I find really fascinating. These recordings exist in almost a Sopranos-esque form for people that want to listen to them that way. I think if you want to have a superficial view, if you want to listen through to it once and just assume that everything is said is, you know, the way things are and don't really have any depth and, you know, background analysis, that's fine too. But this is the way that I choose to listen to Stone Ape, and this is the way I choose to view the conclusion of Stone Ape. In the short term, I don't have a lot of free time anyway, but in the medium to long term, this frees up a huge amount of time for me. And in that regard, I'm hesitant to even explore any form of renegotiation associated with Stone Ape. I think I've put in a lot of time, a lot of effort, done a lot of good work, and if this is the conclusion to this thing, this is the conclusion to this thing. Tom Barbele in San Jose, signing out.